Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy 2.15 and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton. And welcome back. Um, I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Danielle Law. And uh, Pam, um, Pamela Lampton, our host. She should be uh, ready to be back next week. Um, so we'll look forward to having her back and um, send, giving us the questions and the stats um, and uh, her, her um, input into the program. So we look forward to that next week. Um, we'll go ahead and open in prayer. Um, Danielle, you want to lead us today? Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Um, we thank you also for the opportunity um, to share your word with the world. Um, we thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And so what um, the what we've been working on is the definitions in scripture, in the scripture text. And so we have 11 definitions. We've, we've already um, defined righteousness, imputation, justification, grace. We left off last week with redemption. Uh, so we're going to summarize redemption um, from last week, go into propitiation. And uh, we might even get to faith this week. Okay, we'll start out with um, what we was working on last week was redemption, uh, explaining what that meant. Redemption is freedom by payment of a price, which means to set free by paying the price. The price of a slave, slave's freedom is called the ransom price. According to this type of purchase, the ransom price of the slave is paid in his behalf, allowing him to be set free, liberated, and delivered from bondage. Okay, and I'll read um, Romans 3, 21 through 24. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Okay. No wonder the Bible says salvation is a gift and not of works. It is done not only, uh, not only did Jesus Christ die for our sins, but he was raised for our justification, according to Romans 4.25, which says, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Some who resist the truth of salvation being a gift given to those who believe apart from works argue against this doctrine by calling it cheap grace. How dare anyone refer to the blood of Jesus Christ shed at Calvary and payment for man's sins as cheap grace 
and then to think of their own works as something more valuable than the blood of the Son of God. That kind of thinking leads me to believe that they don't really know the gospel and that they have not believed the truth and are yet in their sins. Another thing redemption does is free a person from guilt. Since Jesus Christ paid for my sins, rather than just sitting, letting me off the hook, I can now live with a clear and grateful conscience before God forever. If my sins were not paid for, I would, I would have to carry the guilt of those sins with me. This is now true of our relationship with God the Father because Jesus Christ paid for our sins. Redemption is what Christ accomplished for man, but at the same time, Jesus Christ accomplished something for God the Father. Yeah, that's um, one reason you talk about cheap, uh, being cheap. That's the problem with the uh, uh, not rightly dividing the word of truth mm-hmm. and adding law and uh, works to grace. Because when you add works and and uh, and law to grace, that makes grace of no effect, mm-hmm. and that cheapens what Christ did on the cross. Mm-hmm. Because at the, at the cross, He did everything that's absolutely perfect for our salvation. There is mm-hmm. absolutely nothing we can do. And that's it. why if we if we add the works to it, we're we're taking that from our savior because he he died on the cross you know so we didn't have to you know to say well um he died on the cross for me but look what i did yeah you know yeah we don't have any bragging rights Mm -hmm. yeah as the one verse said that you know how we shouldn't we should not boast because of the works so that's why we don't do the works that's right it's it's a free gift Mm mm-hmm and that was given to us while we were yet sinning, yeah. while we were yet sinners. And Romans 3.25, uh, to end talking about the redemption, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Yeah, so that leads us to... The definition of propitiation. Yes. So our uh, number six is the propitiation. You get that? Okay. Propitiation means satisfaction or to satisfy. In heathen circles, it was a word that meant to appease the gods. The biblical sense of the word speaks of that which satisfies with the justice of God. For the beginning of our study, we have been pointing out that Romans 3.23 says that we are all sinners. Sin is the breaking of God's law. Therefore, we have all offended God's justice. This is not some simple overlook, but we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, we, and go ahead just like romans three twenty three says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god mm-hmm. even in our society we have set 
of standards, which we call the law. When one of these laws are broken, we have a judicial system that requires vindication for the crime committed. We call that justice. A judge cannot look at the evidence, see that the person is guilty and say, well, we love you, so we're going to let you off scot-free. No, our laws state clearly that certain crimes are to be punished by certain penalties. God's justice is the same, only he treats all sin alike. Justice must be vindicated. Yeah. The penalty for breaking his law must be satisfied, propitiated. Death, which is separation from God, or hell is that uh, penalty which God's justice demands. As guilty lawbreakers, we cannot do anything to correct our wrongs. However, according to Romans 3.25, it was Jesus Christ who provided propitiation, and that propitiation was through his blood. The first part of the verse you're speaking about, the Lord Jesus Christ. He wouldn't be a um, righteous judge if he didn't follow his own law or his own righteousness. Mm-hmm. If, if he would let you off scot-free just because he felt like it, then he wouldn't be a righteous judge Mm-mm. because he has to judge everybody equally according to his law. Mm-hmm. And he can't compromise his law because somebody feels that it, uh, he, they need mercy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So his law is just and righteous. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Romans 3.25, I'll go ahead and read that verse. Again, whom God have set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So redemption is manward, but propitiation is Godward. Jesus Christ provided redemption in behalf of mankind. He purchased man's salvation. At the same time, Jesus Christ provided propitiation in behalf of God the Father. So Christ's death on the cross satisfied the demands of God's justice. Uh, So the Greek word for propitiation is also translated mercy seat, uh, which as it reads in Hebrews 9.5, that the mercy seat of the Old Testament temple was the place of propitiation. The mercy seat was located in the Holy of Holies in the Jewish temple. First, their temple had the outer court where the people, they where they gathered. The inner court was where the, the daily sacrifices were offered. And then located in the inner core was the temple proper. So the front and the larger section was called the holy place. So divided off by a large curtain was a special part of the sanctuary called the Holy of Holies. It was here that the high priest entered only once a year with the blood of Israel's sins offerings. The high priest sprinkled the blood on the mercy seat of God for an atonement for the nation's sin. By sprinkling the blood on the mercy seat, God's justice would be appeased for another year. All of this pointed to Jesus Christ, who, as the high priest of mankind, offered his holy blood as a sacrifice payment for all of man's sins. And when he did, 
God's justice was completely satisfied once and for all. Yeah, that's a good point too. Is uh, it was only one time in uh, in times past they had to sacrifice over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But today, today in this age of grace, Christ did it once and for all, and that's for everybody from yeah. from Adam to the last person born. He covered all their sins. He paid the price for all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Isaiah 53, 10 through 11, um, and prophesying about Christ's death on the cross. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the uh, trivial of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteousness, by my righteous servant, justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Yep. He's talking about Christ, Israel's Messiah. Mm -hmm. And of course, he's talking to Israel. Uh, In... um, if God the Father is satisfied that Jesus Christ had provided the full and complete payment for the penalties of our sins, Christ left nothing undone or incomplete. This is why salvation is through faith and faith alone. Mm-hmm. No works are involved in that. Mm-hmm. A practical point is some people don't believe it is enough, and we all experience that. Yeah, we were raised. We were raised in a in a church. All, all three of us mm-hmm. were raised in a church where that wasn't enough. We had to do something, mm-hmm. and that was error in their teaching. Mm-hmm. Just to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, they think there must be more to be done. No, the scriptures make it clear that Christ has done it all. Now we learn that God's God is fully satisfied by the works of Jesus Christ. Doing this, we had better be satisfied with what God says is enough, or we may just find ourselves opposing God. Since God is completely satisfied, once and for all, with this payment of sin, then I can rest assurance that there is no sin left unpaid that, that can send me to hell once I believe. According to the word of God, if I believe, and I have to believe the word of God, once I'm saved, I'm always saved. There's nothing can take me out of that position that I have in Christ, in this body of Christ. If I believe the gospel, if, if first I have to recognize that I'm a sinner. If I believe the gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, that he shed his own blood to pay for our sins, and he was raised again, and we believe that, we're baptized in his death, burial, and resurrection, and we sit with him at the right hand of God, and we have eternal life, and we become a brand new creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's through... Um, through Jesus Christ um, providing that propitiation, that or um, that definition that we were going over. Um, so by Him providing that, 
that is, you know, without um, without works that we are able yeah. to be saved. Yeah, God's God God's law was fulfilled when Christ uh, died on the cross. His the t- the the law says if you break the law, you die. Mm-hmm. And Christ took that spot for us out of love, and now we have total access to the throne of God through Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm wondering, you know, some, maybe some listeners, I don't know if they do or not, um, but, you know, might think, you know, we, we, um, we bring that point out a lot during our program, but it, but it is very important because, um, you know, if you, if you don't have that faith and then you think that you have to do works, some people who don't feel, they feel that, you know, how am I worth, you know, what Christ did on the cross for me? You know, I'm not worth it because, you know, I said I was sorry for my sins, but guess what I did um, again after that? I did it again. So then they can go backwards because, and then they're not ambassadors. You know, they're not sharing um, Christ with others because they feel defeated. Yeah, that's right. And if you feel defeated, then you can't be a valuable tool to be used. We're, like you say, we're ambassadors and we're to uh rightly divide the word of truth to begin with mm-hmm. and then understand what we're studying not reading we need to study yes and with that we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to jump into our seventh definition we'll be right back Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time, or anytime on demand, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. I 
You are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Mix at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Now, back to Why Paul? And welcome back. I'm your host, Michelle Mix. I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Danielle Law. And we just finished um, propitiation. And even though we've talked the whole time, I don't think I still pronounce it right. But anyway. Okay. Occasionally you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably when I'm not actually thinking about uh, talking, um, sounding it out. Yeah. yeah. It becomes easy after a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're, um, we got through there. And so now we're at to number seven. Uh, and our word is faith. Okay. This is a very important faith. Faith, uh, if salvation is through faith and faith alone, what exactly is faith? Faith is taking God at his word and leaving the consequences to rest upon his faithfulness. So we're relying on, we have faith, but we're relying on the faithfulness of Christ, okay? Mm-hmm. Faith is a simple thing, yet somehow, when we come to the Bible, we lose all our common sense. Some people say, I believe, but when they ask what they believe, they don't know. Some have become so confused that they have put their faith in faith. They think if they just believe hard enough, things will come true. Others have made faith of works. They say salvation is not a gift because you have to believe. This is foolishness. Believing is not works, such as uh, in Romans 4, 5, makes this clear. Michelle, would you read uh, Romans 4, 5, please? Sure. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So we notice that the words believe and faith in Romans 3, 21 through 28, uh, we'll, we'll take note of those points. So we're noticing the words believe and faith. Let's see what that says. Okay. Um, Romans 3, 21 through 28. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him, which believeth in Jesus, where is boasting then it is excluded by what law of works, nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. 
verse 22 said that God's righteousness is imputed upon all that believe. Verse 24 said that God declares a person righteous freely by his grace because of Christ's payment for our sin on the cross. Verse 25 said that God's anger against man for his sin is appeased by the satisfying sacrifice of, of Jesus Christ. But it also indicates that God's anger is not satisfied until that sinner exercises faith in the blood of Christ. Therefore, verse 28 concludes that a man is justified by faith without the deed deeds of the law. Yeah, and we can't we can't change it. It's uh, it's God's word. You just read it. It's mm-hmm. the word of God, and 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 if we if we believe in God, that's one thing. But the other question is, do we believe God? Mm-hmm. So, what does His Word say? When we when we have a question or whatever, we go to God's Word. What does He say? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Romans three twenty five says, "Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood." to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So when the Bible says a person is justified or saved by faith, it does not mean that a person is saved by believing anything they want. Faith is taking God at his word. Faith is man approaching God according to God's terms. Those terms for this age are based upon faith in his blood. So in Romans 3.25, God will save imputed righteousness or justify any sinner who will believe that God said concerning the blood of Jesus Christ, namely, that it is the only acceptable payment, redemption for man's sins, and the only satisfying sacrifice, propitiation, that will appease the justice of God. The very moment a person chooses to believe this truth, God declares him a justified. So saving faith is faith in the person and the works of Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. It may be helpful to think of faith as incorporating three elements. One, knowledge. One must know in whom and in what they must trust. Second, Timothy uh, 2.12 says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Two, belief. One must accept the fact as truth. Romans 4, 20, 21 says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to also to perform. Um, and three, trust. After knowing the facts and accepting the facts as true, one must rely on them to accomplish what they claimed. One must rest in the truth. Yeah, absolutely. You hear, you hear the word, you believe it, and then you rely on the word. God's word, not man's word. You rely on God's word, and you find that in the Bible, in Romans through Philemon, in this age of grace. Mm-hmm. 
the reason we can live in full assurance that we have been justified, redeemed, propitiated, and reconciled with God is because our faith is in what God has said and not in ourselves. God is faithful and he cannot lie. Mm -hmm. And the practical points, uh, we have already seen that the work of salvation was accomplished by the Lord Jesus Christ. Then finally, we have come to see that through faith, God's salvation becomes my salvation. One person has said in this way, faith is the arm of acceptance. Receiving salvation is like receiving a gift. God is offering you eternal life through Jesus Christ as a gift. And I don't understand why anybody would reject that. This right. free gift. Why would why would you why would anybody reject that? Mm-hmm. And the only the only thing you can think of is they're blinded by Satan, the prince yeah. of this world. And they're taking instead of just having that faith and confidence, um, yeah. they're they're just wanting to make it too complicated. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's simple. The word of God says, present a simple gospel. But in this case, you cannot reach up and put your hands on eternal life or Jesus Christ to accept the gift. Therefore, it is your faith in what God promised that accepts the gift. So we, we can't see it. We can't feel it. Uh, there's no emotions that go along with it. We have to believe it. We, we hear it. We believe it. And we go to God's word and we believe what God, God is speaking to us through his word. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with feelings mm-hmm. or actions or anything on our part. It's what does the word say? And one of our Facebook um, listeners um, just reminded us of Romans ten seventeen that says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's why that's why we're ambassadors. That's why we're still, as believers, we're saved. The inner man is saved. The brand new man that's in us is is saved for eternity. But we're in, still in this body, and the reason we're still in this body is so that we can do what we're doing now, mm-hmm. so we can pre- uh, uh, spread this gospel, this gospel of grace. Mm-hmm. But we're still stuck in this sinful body but we're here for a reason. Um, but the inner man, the man that's inside of us is, can't be touched. And the inner man that's inside of us, our, our soul, our new creation, will continue on forever. But this body is for us to present the gospel to a lost and dying world. Mm-hmm. And because my faith is in what God said, then it is true that the day I first trusted in Jesus Christ as my Savior— God save me, this I know, because God said so. Therefore, on the authority of God's word, I know I have eternal life, which is a great assurance that God has given to me, uh, which it can be to everyone's as well that believes. Um, just like in John 5, 9 through 13, and we don't want to call God a liar. Um, so John 5, 9 through 13 says, if we receive the witness of men, 
the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. Yeah, can you and imagine this, how serious that is? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So go ahead, Michelle. And this is the record that God hath given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So as the psalmist said, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Could there be even more good news? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that uh, good news is the remission of our sins. Remission. Mm -hmm. Which actually brings us to number eight, the eighth definition. What? Remission. Remission of sins or remission. Okay. So remission basically means forgiveness to send away, to lose or, or release. Uh, Romans 3.25 says, Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. The Greek word for Ephesus is translated, translated both remission and forgiveness. There are, however, two types of forgiveness taught in the Bible. Before the cross, men were offered a temporal, temporary forgiveness. But after the cross, the message of total, complete forgiveness was made known. I'd like to make a point that uh, in times past, in Israel's history, they had to offer up uh, blood sacrifices. Mm -hmm. They had no idea how that satisfied God, how this sacrifice of this animal, the blood of this animal, could save them, but not until the Apostle Paul comes on the scene and this information was revealed to the Apostle Paul about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ taking away the sins of the world. They didn't know about it back then, but because of Paul's revelation, revelations from the risen Christ, now we know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. In the, in the Old Testament, in Leviticus 4 and 5, when the priests, the common people, or the rulers committed certain sins, an animal sacrifice was offered to God for their forgiveness. The Day of Atonement, in Leviticus 16, was a special day in which once a year, a high priest would take two goats, one he would sacrifice upon the altar and take the blood within the veil while into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle it up on the mercy seat for the sins of the congregation. We're talking about the nation of Israel. Afterwards, the high priest would lay his hands upon the other goat and confess all the sins of Israel. 
then that goat would go would be taken into the wilderness and set free. This was a picture of forgiveness. They're uh, they're released. They're released from their sins and sending them away. Hmm. Yeah. This whole this whole ceremony is a type of redemption and propitiation by the blood blood of Jesus Christ and completely forgiving forgiveness of sins through Him. So that was all in Christ. Mm-hmm. Under the ministry of John the Baptist and the 12 apostles, Matthew, uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew and Acts through, from Matthew through Acts 8, remission, forgiveness of sins was offered through repentance and water baptism. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and back through the Old Testament, the remission of sins, you had works, you had, uh, you had to be baptized, and then by faith. Today in the body of Christ, it's faith and faith alone. Mm-hmm. Back then it was faith plus works. Yeah, faith so that's, the, that's, the, that's the reason we rightly divide the word of truth, so you don't take times past and mix it with this age of grace. Mm-hmm. So why did they have to have works back then? Because because they were because that was God's during God's dispensation. In other words, God is saying, if you do this, mm-hmm. I'll do this. See? Mm-hmm. So he's saying, if if you do this, I'll save your country and whatever. But if you don't do this, I'm going to do this. So there's a mm-hmm. penalty for it. Mm-hmm. But that's why they call this the age of grace. Because Christ on the cross separated all that stuff. We have direct access to God with no excuse. That's his mercy and his grace. We, we couldn't. Israel couldn't fulfill it. Mm-hmm. Man couldn't fulfill it. Christ comes, does his work on the cross. He fulfilled all that. Now it's a free gift he's offered to the entire world, mm-hmm. to all nations and all mankind. Okay. okay. And uh, with that, we're going to go to break. And then when we come back, we're going to uh, continue with um, our definition of remission. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel you are listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now, back to Why Paul. And welcome back. Again, I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Danielle Law. And we are on number eight. We're talking about the definition um, in scriptures of remission. Um, so, I'm going to, I'll start with uh, Mark 1, one four. Okay. That says, John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Yeah, that's works plus faith. Mm-hmm. And that was for the nation of Israel, not for today, not for mm-hmm. this age of grace. Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that remission of that baptism is a water baptism. It's a cleansing baptism and identifying with, uh, with the uh, little flock, what we call the little flock, the true Israel. Mm-hmm. This message and practice was for the purpose of calling out the believing remnants of Israel and the cleansing of the believing nation. By comparing Acts 2.38 with Acts 3.19, it's clear that this offer, offer every mission was only a pardon for their sins until the second coming of Jesus Christ, when Israel's sins nationally will be finally be blotted out. So he's talking about the when Christ returns, mm-hmm. then, then their uh, sins would be remitted. When he returns, ours are ours are done as soon as we believe. Okay. And in Acts uh, two thirty eight, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Okay. He's talking to Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daniel. Um, Acts 3.19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times 
of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Okay, this he's talking about he's talking about their sins we blotted out when Christ returns. So when Christ returns and sets up that thousand year reign of Christ, that thousand years, then their sins will be blotted out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, when that's the difference between this age of grace and times past or ages to come. When we when we believe believe the gospel, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we became become brand new creation, and our sins are go, are blotted out, and and we get our salvation at that point. Okay. It is upon the conversion of the Apostle Paul in Acts 9, along with the message of grace revealed to him and his unique ministry to the Gentiles, that God has set Israel's promise of national forgiveness aside, and along with it, forgiveness through water baptism during this present age of grace. Jesus Christ's death on the cross is now the basis for all forgiveness. Therefore, animal sacrifices have also been done away with as well. And Hebrews 9.22 shows clearly that there is no forgiveness apart from blood. In Hebrews 10.4 goes on to say that the blood of animals is not sufficient enough. Mm-hmm. Right, and in Hebrews 9.22, it says, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is, is no remission. Uh, going on to Hebrews 10.4, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away the sins. So as Romans chapter 3 teaches, only the blood of Jesus Christ can bring the remission of sins. His blood provides total removal of our sins. Sins are taken away once and for all permanently by Christ's work that he did for us on the cross. And they, they only learned that through the Apostle Paul, the revelation given to Apostle Paul, how, how their sins could be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of verses to read. Um, okay. Hebrews 10.10, 10, by which will we are sacrificed a sanctified i'm sorry i'll start over by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once and for all then hebrews 10:14 for by one offering he hath perfected for ever uh, them that are sanctified mm-hmm. hebrews 10:17 and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. And and, and you got to remember that the sanct uh, they're sanctified, they're set aside, so they're they're set apart from the rest of the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is why Paul speaks about our forgiveness in this age of grace as unconditional, and in the past tense, we as believers do not need to pray for forgiveness since we have already received full forgiveness in Christ. Mm -hmm. What he's saying there is we don't have to, when we become believers, our sins are complete past, present, and future. Our sins have been washed away 
been taken away. We were already forgiven. So we need to continue on because we will sin being in this mm-hmm. body of mm-hmm. this corrupt body. But we don't need to sit down and beg and beg and beg and beg for forgiveness because he's already done that. You look at the cross. What happened? What happened at the cross? He forgave mm-hmm. our sins. Yeah, he forgave our sins. And that was 2,000 years before we was even born. Right. Mm-hmm. So that means all sins. So we don't have to sit around and beg and beg and beg. And, and of course, in, in the, the denominations we, we grew up in, all three of us, mm-hmm. if we sinned, we had to go down to the altar and beg and beg and beg for forgiveness. And uh, in that, in that uh, doctrine that they were preaching, I was saved probably three, four, five hundred times. Mm-hmm. So because right, I could, yeah. I could, I could lose my salvation. Then I, when I, if I'd sinned, then I'd have to go down. And you talk about a miserable life. Yeah, being being a Christian under the law is extremely miserable because you never know when you're saved. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you, and, you, and you never know how much you have to do to to maintain your salvation. So. Mm-hmm. You you wonder, you know, did I do enough? Yeah, right. And, you know, as then you're looking at others and, and comparing, you end up really comparing because um, I had um, uh, in the college, the Bible college, I had the older, um, all the older teachers, uh, dorm moms, you know, all of them, um, you know, and constantly pushing that on you, especially if you didn't wear your hair a certain way. and so that was constant. And then it was, you know, when you went to sleep at night, did you spend a lot of time asking for forgiveness for everything you did all day? And it was it was like a constant. And like you said, you wonder, did I do it enough? Um, you know, you know, how are how are they doing it at night? You know, how long are they praying? It did I do it enough to, you know, have him truly forgive me? So can I can I confidently go to sleep? What if I don't wake up? And so you really are not confident because you're thinking, I don't know if I did enough. Yeah, you you might as well. You're thinking, wow, this is horrible. Uh, This burden that we have, I might as well forget it and go ahead and go out and have a good time. Mm -hmm. What what do I put myself through all this for? Right. Yeah. But until, until I was introduced to rightly dividing the word of truth. Right division, and and uh, then I learned, and then I became um, more in, in uh, more informed, and I became free, and it gave me liberty. Yeah, Christ came to give us freedom and liberty, not freedom to sin, but freedom to enjoy the grace that He's given us, and and get, having that confidence. Yeah, that's right. And, and without that confidence, how do you how do you go how do you go tell somebody a lost person with confidence that and if, if you're in that situation where you never know for sure how do you express God's mercy and grace to somebody when 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 you when you got to say to them you can get saved but you better be good because you'll lose it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of when we first, um, you know, we went to streets of Hamilton, um, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, here where we live. And um, I remember uh, meeting um, a young man and he was on the streets um, only because, well, he got kicked out of his parents' house. So they they gave him an ultimatum, you know, you either do it like this, you do these type of works, you know, you do what, you know, we're saying, um, or you just get out. So instead of him, and it kind of reminds me of, of, you know, if we think that we have to do works, eventually, like he said, I'm on the streets because I couldn't do conform to that. I couldn't do all of that, that they were asking me to do. And so they, they basically disowned me. So I might as well live like I'm living because I couldn't do it how they wanted me to. And, you know, so, and that stuck with me because um, those that, if you think that you have to do works to maintain your salvation, what if you just give up, give up like he did and be like, well, you know, there's, there's no use. It's too much work. I can't do it. It's like, like the, uh, we run the bus ministry and we take in 150 kids each Sunday or whatever. And, and, we were teaching uh, works type of religion works. And we wonder why, okay, when these kids reach uh, 12, 13, 14 years old, they disappear. Mm-hmm. And you think back, they had no reason to stay. Right. Because, because it was too difficult and too hard because of all these burdens they'd put on you. Yeah. And, and, of course, the teenagers, they wanted to go out and have a good time or whatever. But, it, uh, but I just wonder if they were ever given the truth about the freedom that is, that is in Christ, this uh, freedom that was given to us and this liberty. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, um, it's just hard to understand. Yeah. And like you said, you wonder you wonder where they they are today, because we weren't able to share that with them back then. You know, did they? And when they, you know, they stop coming to church at that certain age, and they all seem to, you know, they weren't getting on the church bus anymore. You know, because yeah. they decided, well, I can't I can't be like how they are. So, you know, so they didn't feel worth it. Yeah, and, and, and when, of course, the, and of course, the ones telling them that. We're not uh, fulfilling it either. So mm-hmm. that's that's the thing about it. Right. Yeah. So not realizing that uh, we have this sin nature and it's in us, but we are actually free from that. It has an influence on us, but it doesn't own us and it doesn't control us. And as we um, close this week, um, I'm going to leave us with a verse from Judith from our uh, Facebook Live friends. Uh, she says in 1 Corinthians 6.20, for ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So we'll leave you with that this week. And uh, back next week, we'll review a little bit more of this definition. And then we'll move to our next definitions. And thank you for joining us this week. Have a good week. Thank you. Thank you. 
You have been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com. And please join Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.